And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Junk. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. No. Nope. Nope. And that's it. And the Red of Red Baron, who has properties nope. of a frozen nope. pizza. Now, Mark, since you're not machine washable every week, are you are you in fact dishwasher safe? I mean, I think he is. No. Moving on. <laughs> a nice resounding silence from the room. Listen, just because this guy eats his watermelon right out of the microwave. Hey, you got to really get it hot. <laughs> got to get it to a, like a, a slurry, a nice hot slurry. <laughs> if it ain't boiling. <laughs> you know, have you guys ever heard like the salt on watermelon thing? Yeah, I have. I've not I've, had it. I've though. never done it, but it's it, supposed it, to be good. It take it, it makes it juicier. Hmm. Interesting. Well, which is weird. Pretty like, juicy. Well, which is weird because, like, you know, the whole like concentration of like mass thing, you can't create, you know, like mass that's not already there. So, like, the juice is already there, but like the salt, like, it's not like like if you if you if you put something like if you put like an egg yolk in a tub of salt, it'll dehydrate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, really, all it does is it, it kind of just it, it. I guess it really just kind of does more foreplay work. I like the kinda, sound of that. Kind of just gets the watermelon a, a little damper. I'm already pretty aroused while I eat. Like, really explaining that to someone, be like, "No, no, I'm trying to make this shit wet." <laughs> I tell you, the 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 vet the vet move for summer: th- sprinkle a tiny bit of salt on some watermelon and squeeze lime a lime wedge on it. Hmm. I like the sound I'm of that. Be honest, I'm kind of out on that. Why? Well, I don't, I don't care for limes. Oh. Limes are good. Limes are delicious. I, I'm just, you know, not not a fan. You know, I just hooked it up at the store this weekend with a couple of uh, Tostitos Hinto Lime chips. Those are awful. No way. That is a trash chip. That, come on. I tell you what, I can, I can pretty much eat like five whole limes. It's one of my favorite things to do, like when we go out to restaurants or bars, and it's always good for a cheap laugh when I eat the entire just brine. Yeah. I tell you, you know who laughs hard at that 10 out of 10 times? Who's that? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, she'll be like, Ken, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> and then it's it's kind of like it snowballs. Like you do one, and then you end up having like four or five more. Like, hey, guess what? Now you're going to eat this olive I found on the ground. <laughs> have you guys ever seen Brazilian lemonade be made? I have not. So Brazilian lemonade is not lemons, it's limes. Um, so it's limeade? But but it's not because it's Brazilian. It's exotic, Ma. Come on. Well, I'm just asking. What are they doing? <laughs> Fucking... Limeade is a meat, sonic like thing. Meat in it? Yeah. So you get five to six ounces of chuck roast. <laughs> No, so like it's basically just ice, limes, and like sweetened condensed milk. 
and it gets like blended together and it's actually really good i've had it because like the sweet and condensed milk makes it like it makes it creamier but you also don't need to add sugar to it at that point but like it's really funny like watching it be prepared because you're just like you, you you need like a vitamix or like a real high profile high motor sharp bladed blender because <laughs> you just put whole limes in rind and all <laughs> like yeah a spoon isn't getting the job done here <laughs> You you need to you need something sharp because you're cutting through the whole part of the line, and uh, I've watched several people make it with forgetting that there's stickers on produce. Ooh, that would be a bummer. Yeah, you that, never eaten a sticker? <laughs> yes, we call that a we call that a Kendall in our in our vocabulary. It's true. There's, there's, a, there's a pretty funny bit from It's Always Sunny with that. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's an episode where uh, Charlie's never eaten a pear. <laughs> So they stop at like an Italian like flea market for him to eat a pear. They're on the way to go eats. somewhere, right? They're on their way to the Grand Canyon, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he eats the pear and he's like, "It's gross." And he's like, "What?" And then when he looks back, he ate the whole pear. Max like the sticker. T- he's like, "I eat stickers all the time." <laughs> he's like, "I can't be going around checking things for stickers." That is a funny bit. They never even get out of Philadelphia. Nope, never make it out. Hey, do you guys think Kyle has tried the Mountain Dew hard yet? The hard Mountain Dews that are out now? No, because Kyle only drinks with us. That's true. Have you seen those? I have seen them. I mean, I remember a few years ago they came out with like the Not Your Father's whatever. Yeah, no, but this is like Mountain Dew branded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have like hard Baja Blast, hard Code Red, and like hard regular. I think if he gets that, he's going to instantly go and buy a dirt bike. <laughs> I mean, it, it is miraculous. Like, it, it, I, re- I really wish that, like, Jeff and Kyle could change names. Because, I mean, Jeff is is a quintessential Kyle. Yeah. I mean, Monster Energy Drink, cigarettes, cowboy boots. And he used to do the chin strap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We need, to give, we need to get Jeff and Kyle to switch names and convince Jeff or, you know, future Kyle to be a Cowboys fan. I will say, though, those cowboy boots are really just pilgrim shoes. <laughs> it's like a leather galosh. Whoa. Well, who do we have? Hello? Mm, Soulsy boy. Hola? Attempting oh, to join the fold. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Oh, man, Paul, you know what made me laugh? Uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday. I was just watching Family Guys. I was doing the laundry, and and I'm pretty sure you sent the link or the or the clip. And I don't know if it was our Instagram chat or whatever. But when Chris is doing the um, quinceanera dresses, oh, he's yeah. like, "Are you feeling bonita?" <laughs> <laughs> that made, that made me chuckle real hard. It's like, <laughs> are you or are you not feeling bonita? <laughs> I feel bonita. <laughs> Well, I guess we should get to Toast of Excellence while we wait for Kyle to chime in. <laughs> I have right. Kendall? Uh, my toast was on Saturday, this past Saturday. Uh, the Mets honored Bartolo Colon for the seventh anniversary of uh, hitting his home run. <laughs> Threw out the first pitch. Still got it. That guy just, like, I follow him on Instagram. That guy just posts, like, every other day of him throwing fucking... 98 or uh, not 98 totally 
78 mile per hour like pitches like into a pitching net but like in his living room yeah He's there also, was a while, like, right after he retired, he was playing in, like, a Twilight League somewhere. I think he still Rico. is. He's playing. I, I tell you, I would in, sign up for that. He I'd plays in adult leagues in Puerto too. Rico. He plays in a, a lot of adult leagues in Puerto Rico. It's like, bring it on, you fat shit. <laughs> and then he takes you fucking deep. I, I think that it would end up with me getting hit by a pitch. And I wouldn't care for that. Right at the hip level, too. Yeah, do some real damage. Especially, uh, it's not slow pitch. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so 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 your penis? Huh. Yeah. I took it off today. Just a goddamn Mr. Potato Head over here. <laughs> Mrs. Potato Head to you. Whoa. Uh, it's 2023. They're just Potato Head now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you can't even really call them potatoes. <laughs> Spuds. Yeah. They're they're non-binary rooted vegetables. <laughs> and even 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 vegetable isn't PC anymore. <laughs> It offends. It offends the capable community. Dora. That would be a funny. Did you do that? Did you do that because I sang your your name that way? Yes. (laughs) Solzy the Explorer. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hello, Kyle. This is your captain speaking. Please. Well, please leave your name, number, and address. We'll get back to you after the beat. Okay, that'd be a really weird way to start a flight. Your name, <laughs> number, and address? <laughs> like, uh, no thank you, sir. You don't have a choice. But yeah, no, 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 you have to, you have to. I, Mark, I am you have a choice. Oh, I, I did, I gotta pull it back up here. Kyle, do you want at the ready? What was that? Do you have a toast at the ready? Uh, I have a toast. Okay. It is two. I don't have one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> My toast, because I, I just pulled it up again, is to Derek Jeter and his wife welcoming, I believe it's their first son. Uh, I'm going to say it wrong, but it, I think it's pronounced Caius Green Jeter. On Friday. Hmm. Yeah, it's pronounced Caillou. S is silent. S is silent. <laughs> the kid the kid is already slated to be the worst shortstop defensively of all time. Uh, I got a toast if Paul didn't do it already. Well, I mean if it's if it's for my team, then don't do it. Okay. I mean that's just like that's just mean. I just didn't know if you went. Hey, how about you do the one that uh I got out dibsed for? Yeah, Massey's not here. You know, the, the thing on your team? What happened on my team? You I... know, the guy that won that trophy? Uh, I don't care about him. Um, I told you to Bryce Harper for hitting a home run off his Tommy John injury. All right. My toast, they is, suck. For the, my toast is for the baseball player hitting a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a Joel Embiid for winning NBA MVP. Uh, 
my toast of excellence is to the Chicago Blackhawks for uh, getting the number one overall pick in the draft this year and uh, basically seeing themselves as the winner of the uh, Connor, Connor Better sweepstakes. Nice. As if they didn't take him. My also, I also have a toast. It's to this uh, um, sub account that links themselves to uh, hood video, hood funny hood videos. Um, yeah. They just randomly throw um, naked women on my Instagram feed while I'm talking to my wife. So that's cool. <laughs> never know when. You're, never know when you're gonna open up your phone and just you know sleep on the couch. Hey, did something change we don't know about? What? What do you mean? I don't know. Paul said wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got married. I tell you, for some reason, I would get yelled at for that. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I've already told Samantha, if we ever de- if we decide to just say fuck it and go to like a town hall thing and not tell anybody, I was like... The minute the minute we start the service, like the ceremony thing or whatever, with the, the the justice of the peace at the town hall or whatever, however it's like officially done, I was like the minute it starts, I'm texting Mock that it's happening so that he knew before it happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really cool thing to do. <laughs> and then she's like, it, I t- it would really go over well here. Yeah, I'd be. I could just I could just see the volcano erupting. I, I couldn't even imagine the conversation. It'd be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, you knew, but like barely. <laughs> I'd say it'd be really funny too, like if I like really made it like elaborate, like I broke into his car like on the way there and put like a like an invitation and in an envelope opened at his passenger seat. <laughs> Save the date today. Yeah, like, like addressed it to them with a stamp and everything, so it looks like he got it in the mail and just didn't bring it in the house. <laughs> Oh, man. Or better yet, how mad do you think she'd be if we if we did it, but we invited, like, everybody came in the family, but we didn't tell her and you? Oh, man. Are you kidding? <laughs> Violence. Oh, Although, that would probably get me off the hook. I, I, I already thought of a way to put you back on the hook. <laughs> ready for this one, Kendall? I'm ready. We... We don't. We tell everybody except Marissa and Mock, and then I convince Mock to meet me at Luff for a round of disc golf, and then we get married at Luff. That would be v- so funny, just in that parking lot. Everybody's there. He shows up with the disc golf bag. It's like, all right, hurry up, run up here. You got to stand up at the altar. You're marrying us. Yeah, and then, and then to boot, he's he's the one doing the ceremony. He's officiating yeah. it. Like, oh, you're my five fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that text message? Like, Marissa, I'm going to be home a little later than expected. I just married Paul and Samantha in front of your family. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Pick up milk. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be home for dinner. Take out the chicken. Oh, so funny. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm really you. glad. Eat all that pasta Hawks... real fast. Feel like shit. <laughs> I'm really glad the Blackhawks won the toast of uh, won the uh, the sweepstakes because uh, I uh, I forgot to make a toast of excellence and then that popped up on my phone right when we started. <laughs> Good you know bailout. You asked me if I had a toast, and I would look down at my phone, and that, and I was like, I could say this, but I figured I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, starting lineups. Is anybody drinking anything? <laughs> well, Water. I am, of course. 
I have I just, via... Okay, I just heard everybody's voice at once. Sounds like Souls was having some water. Some agua. Agua de Piedro. See. Si. Uh, I have a... V- I, I have a Guinness. Ooh. Good what do you got some, some shit company, dude? What? Come on, let's hear it. I have <clears throat> Via the Riddler, uh, a Molson Canadian. Shocker. You know, Kyle, you didn't have to say anything, and you chose to, so you're a dick. <laughs> Can uh, you say dick? <laughs> Sono con dick. Yo paniso paquit. Um, I am drinking. Uh, I am sampling the 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 new line of spritzes called Delola, the new Jennifer Lopez inspired drink. Sampling for work. Is anyone else feeling a little hot right now? <laughs> we're getting we're getting cardboard cutouts. You don't say. Yep, it's going to be really weird though, and and it's just going to be uh, her with Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, and Ben Affleck. Well, that's too bad, because I was going to say, Jake Culler does need a wife. That'd be so funny. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got downstairs? Jake Culler and Jennifer Lopez, the way it should be. Yeah, yeah I got a couple but living Kendall, in my basement. a lot of time downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kendall, I've noticed that ever since I got you that J-Lo cutout, you've been downstairs a lot, and some for some reason, Jake Culler's facing the corner. <laughs> and Gruden just keeps bobbing. <laughs> It's weird. It's bent in half at the waist, but the other way. Why is it so damp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to need a dehumidifier down there. Sure. I tell you what, that'd be a real funny thing to do. Imagine we just, like, Kendall comes home from work and we just got Alexa Bliss cutouts everywhere in the house. Honestly, and really not even, I think he would faint. Because for sure he would think the first one's real. <laughs> not going to lie to you, I searched the fathead. <laughs> Kendall, here's a question, and it's like a if you know, you know kind of thing. But like, Kendall, your wife is the queen of uh, office supplies. So how how many how many Alexa Bliss photos have you laminated? I haven't done that. Nothing like that. There's been anybody, no anybody so not just, believe you're them. Just, you're just spilling and tossing. I, I'm, not, I'm I'm not printing anything out. As as it is, we don't have any paper in the house. I I printed today's show on a piece of lined paper. Why did you print it? I just like to have a copy of the the note. This isn't a fucking board meeting. It is to me. Well, I'm bored. Uh huh. All right. So 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 hold. <laughs> I have some like sound soundboard button. Feel free to start the discussion on whichever topic. I'll be right back. I just have to step away for a second. No problem. Um, well, Mike, you weren't on last week, but we started doing um, best thing that happened to you this weekend. Um, this weekend. This weekend. Anything? Anything that was? If you could summarize your weekend, what's the best thing that happened to you? Uh, well, I uh, let me think. This was last night. Um, I had to have Tyler come over to help me move a desk (laughs) and, uh, what should have taken 20 minutes took about an hour and a half. (laughs) Always the best. And, uh, 
you know, there was that. But no, actually, I believe it was Saturday. Um, I was talking to Paul about it. I went, and I think I shot my second best score at Loughberry. Oh, yeah? Followed on Sunday by a bad score. <laughs> What'd you shoot Saturday? Saturday was two under. Oh, nice. And <clears throat> I can never remember. What's the the, um, the course? Uh... Par there, I think, is 56. If Where? Serves. At Loughberry. Yes, 56. And then uh, follow that up with a round the next day. That was not as good. Yeah. Hey, still, though, second best. Uh, and, and you know, here's what was bullshit. Can, I'll, I'll tell you what happened sat, Sunday. Because I kind of give me and Paul a pass for having a not great round on Sunday. We get stuck behind this one force of them that, whatever, you know, they're, they're not playing super fast, which is fine. But they're also not letting us go. And it was almost we're like we'd be walking up to the teapot and they'd all tee. And it's like, all right, what the fuck? And we got to stand there and wait. And, and then eventually Paul's just like, hey, can we fucking play through? So they let us go through. Then we get stuck behind this other group of five people. And, and again, not playing very fast. Um, you guys are familiar with the course. So, you know, hole 14, I watched the guy throw it four times before he got to the top of the hill. Um, didn't let us go. So we're just like watching these fucking guys. So that was annoying. Oh man. Sorry. I was watching sports highlight. Uh, Do you guys, I mean, Kyle probably does. Do you guys know this guy, Badoo on the Tigers? Yeah. So he's stealing first, right? Or stealing first. He's stealing second. And in the pursuit, the catcher for the Guardians like goes to throw to second, and he throws it a little bit right, and the second baseman like it's just out of his reach, and it just fucking nails him in the beanbag as he's sliding into second. <laughs> Do you guys remember similar to that? Do you remember? I, I think it was like Scotty. What the hell is the guy's name? Like Piscotti or something? He's got a weird name. Scott Piscotti. Was, yeah, Scotty. He got hit. Like, he got hit by a pitch to get on first, and then running to second, like, you know, they try and throw him out at second. He gets hit by the ball there, and then he's running to third. He gets hit by the ball running to third, and then the same thing, like, as he's running home, he got hit. So, like, the whole way around the bases, guy got hit at each base. (laughs) I I do remember that. It was awful. I, uh, I did see what I think i mean it's unconfirmed i'll have to find out somehow but i'm pretty sure i watched a guy blow his knee out right in front of me Ooh. and it 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 i'm gonna be i I didn't care for it that's a rough witness this was uh sunday morning had a softball game and i'm coaching first and uh there's a guy never met him before new to the squad he gets on first and uh you know a little like bloop fly ball towards like right center so it was one of those things where like you know you can't take off because he might catch it but if you don't run like then you're stuck yeah. and he drops it so kind of so halfway no man's land so he goes halfway but the guy ends up catching it and throws. so he tries to get back to first quick enough kind of overshoots it plants to cut back and you just heard the and down he went <laughs> yeah it's a, it's so a bummer coach- <clears throat> 
I'm coaching for. I looked down and I was like, "Hey, are you good? Because I'm gonna throw up." <laughs> Somebody get this man some help. And uh, he wasn't good. Wait, so what happened? Up on I kind of missed it. What happened? I'm sorry? Uh, I a missed guy what on the team in West Haven. Yeah. Um, was caught like you know he kind of went halfway on a short fly ball. A guy ends up catching it. Throws back to first, uh, and the guy, when he went to go back, kind of overstepped the back. So when he planted to turn back around, uh, his knee popped, and he started screaming. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was not cool. You should have poked it. it, The thing that always makes, not that it makes me laugh, but like in those situations, because there is always for sure going to be one guy that's like so what happened <laughs> you know like hey are you all right like yeah i'm just on the ground screaming to for my own benefit here yeah figured i'd give this a go but so that happened how about you souls you have a best thing that happened to you this weekend oh all right that's the spirit I'll have one next weekend though. All right. <laughs> Why is that? One year. Oh. One year anniversary. No. Can I tell you something? And, and I was trying to think of what that could be, and I was like, I don't even know what he's. <laughs> I forgot your wedding was in May. <laughs> year one by fast. I'm like one year. What like? Bryce Harper's been on the Phillies for longer than one year. It was a little ominous the way he said it. Like, <laughs> one year. Yeah, that's on Saturday's the one year anniversary. Well, early congratulations then. Shut up, Kendall. Thank you. Uh, Are you going to just wake up and just dap Bianca up? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. Like, hey, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's end to this. <laughs> should have a few naughty nurses. We should. I'd be down. We yeah. got to go, go to the venue, though. Massey could have a oh. drink out of the... Uh, or Toilet. Hold up all that, too. But hold up, like, I think, of nuts. Yeah, he always got the snacks. That was a good day, though. That was a good day. That it was. Are you going to listen to all the Spanish music? No, we're going we're gonna to drink a lot and not eat anything. Also a good plan. I've done that. Yeah, we did it that day, dude. Hey, if you need a Spanish TV star, I can hook you up. Christian. <laughs> so what about you, the best thing that happened to you this weekend? Best thing that happened to me? Uh, well, yeah, please stop. I, you know, well, sometimes. Um, well, it's bulk pickup this weekend, so I get to smash some stuff, which I mm. always really enjoy. I got to kind of finish the job on a, a chair that I previously destroyed when I was mad. So, that was, was that the chair after uh, when you were at my house? Bingo. <laughs> so we said goodbye to that chair. So when you say bulk pickup, that means you just leave a pile of shit in front of your house. Yep, that's how that goes. Well, why do you, like why do you have to smash it? Oh, I just did it for my own enjoyment. Oh, you get to smash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was more so like, oh, this is going to be garbage anyway. 
let me be a douche. I'm sure the uh, the garbage man really loves that. Well, they they just come in a like a, with a trailer, so it doesn't. It's all the same to them. Well, you figure instead of picking up one chair, now you have to pick up ten pieces of chair. Well, I still kept it in the pile. It didn't like it like splinter into a million pieces. It just kind of broke away oh. at the legs. <laughs> How about you, Paul? What? Best thing that happened. Um, well, I jerked off. Twice. Lucky. Yeah, once while we were waiting for a foursome to get through at Lethbury. <laughs> Literally how slow they were. No, I mean, I think the, the best thing that happened to me this weekend was... What constitutes the weekend? Saturday and Sunday? Friday night. That's just because you want me to say meeting your kid. No, no, no. I, I think, to me, the weekend begins at 5 o'clock well, on Friday. Let me tell you something. Meeting miniature Jacob didn't do anything for me. <laughs> no, uh, I, I mean, meet, meeting Charlotte probably would, would top that list, Kendall. Oh, thank you. Watching Rebecca be really calm and collected and you freaking out about every little thing. Hey. You know, oh, usually yeah. the way it goes. Yeah. Oh, and I also, my phone also did this cool thing where it uh, re-downloaded uh, like 70 apps that I've downloaded and deleted over the past decade, <laughs> which was really cool. And so I, uh, Kendall, you might remember this. Uh, guess what re-downloaded on my phone? Adult Friend Finder. <laughs> or left. Uh, Plague Inc. Oh, the, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The game where you end the world. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I forgot I had, so I re-downloaded it with all my saved progress, and I, uh, I spent uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few times destroying the planet with COVID nineteen. <laughs> I did what the Chinese couldn't <laughs> put an end to it. That's my boy. Yeah, and Kyle, just for you, one of them got named Gilberto, and I started. It was a fungal disease. I started in Puerto Rico. Nice. I'm more mad. You know what? I'm best, better off saying it. All right. It's a weird way to say something. Yeah, yeah I just realized I get kicked off the air for it. So. No, no, we have the cancel section of our chat. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, what is it? I need to know now. Uh, I will explain it to you off air. Um, All right, I'll I'll text it to you. I saw this the other day, Souls, and and it made me laugh real hard. I think I was talking to Paul about it. But you know how you really don't like the Whopper song? Yeah. Dude, I heard it in Spanish the other day, and it made me laugh so hard. Just just because our joke is that you're Spanish now, and it was the Whopper. Like, it really just tickled me. I laughed so hard for like five minutes. Kyle, you could say that. They're not listening. We're better than the Chinese. <laughs> Could you imagine if our stream just cut? Oh my god, they're here! <laughs> so like, they're like, oh, we showed you, Bapa Bapa. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That might be worse than what Kyle said. <laughs> All right, 
right. Well, that's it then, right? We're signing off. Yeah, I've had just about enough. Yeah, I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. You know what always makes me laugh? I think we've, at least one of us, has made that joke every week since we've started the podcast. (laughs) That might be our longest running thing. And somehow still always funny. It always gets like a... (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. It's like a Kendall, you know, cheap laugh. Eat a fucking lime brine. I will. I absolutely will. All right, now imagine a whole candy campaign where it's just whooper, 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 whooper. <laughs> Paul, I have a question for you for Shot Trivia. All right. All right. So hopefully... Right. Before before you start, I would like to, because we didn't get a chance. Hey, so I, I know in the past, like, it was it was more fun when we were at Maple doing Shot Trivia. This is to, to Mock and Kyle. I know yeah. it was more fun, like, when we could kind of, like, use the kitchen to kind of create something gross on the spot. Versus, like, making a concoction of some gross shit in a bottle and letting it sit. Um, so, other than, like, when we do, like, live in-person shows, we could, like, maybe kind of bring that, like, weird thing back with the kitchen stuff or whatever. But, like, if I were to, like, get a free bottle from work of, like, the stuff oh. I like to drink, would you guys keep it in the house? Like, and if we did, like, shot trivia, like, we could do, like, a roundabout, and if you get it wrong, you just take a shot of that instead? Yeah. Like if I, I got prefer you... that than the food things again. Huh? I would prefer to not eat or drink the food things again. Well, we're definitely doing those again in person at one point. <laughs> those are just... I'm also working on, uh, for whenever we, whenever we can get all of us together, I'm working on making uh, signature cocktails for each of you, themed to you. Al, you're just going to be spicy. <laughs> be opa. Opa, I, I'm in. Yeah, so when when we do that show, that when we start that podcast without Kendall, that's when we'll do it. <laughs> Damn! Don't tell him the title; he'll steal it. Yeah. Thanks. You ain't kidding. When we do our bocce Kids podcast. Anyhow, I tell you, speaking of bocce, I'm trying hard to convince my father-in-law to take the horseshoe pits out and put in a, a fucking bocce court. Pretty cool. Make I, a, we were kind of talking, and I was like, I am so in for that. Make it convertible. Well, the horseshoe pits are kind of, you know, unused anymore. And it's also a game that's only fun for like 40 seconds. <laughs> or no seconds if Eric and Jimmy are there. It's one of those things where I just want to throw them a couple times. Like, that's all I want to do. I just want to throw, you know, maybe six six horseshoes and then eat a hot dog. I think that means that we should just plan and go into Community Lake one day and just throw them in the basketball court for a while. Then we could leave. No, no, no. Page Park. They got the, the asphalt horseshoe pits. Oh. I mean, I was just thinking we'd just throw them just onto the concrete. <laughs> just get them high. Yeah. Put the sound. All right, Paul, you ready? Uh, yeah. I'm also ready. All right. <laughs> Kyle is throwing his hat in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> All right. Um, 
What is the minimum bottle proofing for bourbon? Twelve. Right on the money there, Kyle. Good for you. Don't lie to me. Sorry. You did a bad job. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Dumb question, though. I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Hello? Hello. I don't know what happened. Well, I'm glad you're back. Uh, he asked you option C, right? It's always the, the course. <laughs> That's right. All right, I'm ready. Oh, do you need a question? I I, I didn't hear the question. Okay, no problem. Okay. <clears throat> what is the minimum bottling proof for bourbon? Wow, Kendall, really going uh you're going all out there, huh? Yeah, I was excited about it. Now, why, what made you go this one? Um, I Just because I feel like you have a, a, a pretty <clears throat> good knowledge of things in that regard, and you may or may you not look, know. Uh, you looked up good bourbon questions. I, will, I, I did go on a page like that, Kyle, but that wasn't exactly what I searched. <laughs> <laughs> now... Did you? Are, are we talking generic bourbon or uh, Kentucky straight bottled and bond bourbon? Um, I got to be honest. I don't know. So generic. I would say generic. All right. So then it would be eighty proof. That is correct. Yeah, bourbon can't be bottled less than eighty proof, but Kentucky bottled and bond straight bourbon can't be bottled at less than one seventeen. Well, there you have it. So, so Paul, you dodged the shot, and you can uh, bottle that shot away. Haha, ha, Mark, you have to lick my nuts now. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's in the contract. Read the fine print. <laughs> Does that Don't mean I to... won or lost the bet? That's up to you, man. Just um, stop agreeing to terms and services before you read them. <laughs> when you signed up for you, when you agreed to Apple iTunes in 2008, it was in there. It said, we'll have to lick one future friend's sack. And who knew in 2008? It's back- Huh? What? Is it and it's Massey's. And it's Massey's. Where is Massey? He's a little under the weather. He got up at eight, so he's probably just done having breakfast. <laughs> he, had to, he had to flip the crock pot around. And the bus I will be coming. I, I should have followed up on how his Asabuco was last week. He ended up bailing and making something else. Oh. I don't remember exactly what he made. It looked pretty good, though. You know what's awesome? I've never had Asabuco, <laughs> but I love saying it. <laughs> the office. The office. I mean, I... All right. Uh... Do some book reports? Sure. I didn't read any books this week. Ah, uh, no books. Well, Kyle, do you want to lead us off? No, I'll go second, though. <laughs> Let's see here. Let me pull up what I found. Mike, you going first? 
Oh, the, I mean, if if you're ready. All right. Well, I guess I am ready. Um. So I could. I don't know what the best way to do this in the thread. I don't know if I just if I just share the the URL. Is that just going to give you guys? So I wish Master was here. Because Master would tell me like that I'm doing it wrong, and then show me ten ways to do it better. I'd be like, look here, dumbass. I have my shot trivia for Kendall. Ooh, all right. All right, Kendall. What's the what's the average capacity for a rail car in pounds? Ooh, God. I Pretty believe who cares. I was also thinking that. Rail car in pounds. I'll give you a plus minus of <laughs> three pounds. <laughs> I'll give you a plus minus of uh I'll give you a plus minus of uh ten thousand pounds. I feel like I have no idea. Um I do not really like trains. I mean, I don't even like bourbon. I do it for a living, and I knew the answer. <laughs> you've, um, traveled upward of, you've traveled upward of 12 hours by car to watch these things. This is true. This is very true. Um, all right. Best guess. Um, You're not a real fairy chronologist, Kendall. Let's go 30,000 pounds. Uh, the correct answer was two hundred and twenty thousand. All right, so I was I was right there. If I had a couple more chances, you just missed the plus minus of ten thousand. Yeah. All right. <sighs> it, it's funnier to me that now it, it, it's not how far off you were; it's that you don't really have an understanding of how plus minuses work. Because if your plus minus was ten thousand pounds, the answer is not thirty thousand. <laughs> well, yeah. to to be honest, uh, I spent too much time thinking about how tonnage works and what ton to pound was and I just couldn't figure it out. You're not a real feral equinologist. There are many aspects of being a rail fan that I'm not going to like... I'm not like a rivet counter. I'm not going to be there and like... Those are like the worst kind of like hobbyists. Like I'm just I, saying that sounded like a racial slur. <laughs> Well, since I did lose, yeah, you just call people hobbies. Kendall, yeah. if it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel any better, you if you had said thirty tons, you still wouldn't have been close. Well, that shows you uh, my ability to math. I believe a ton is two thousand pounds, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's one hundred and ten tons. Okay. So you're still off. Well, be that as it may, I lost shot trivia, and I'll be having a shot of uh, this uh, Maestro Dobel Diamante. Reposado tequila. Kendall, it's also 1,527.77 grosses. Ooh. Now, it was just generic. It didn't specify a style of car, right? Just what, like an average? Also approximately 17,000 baker's dozens. Kendall, do you think the type of car would have made the difference for you there? No, no, I was just curious. by about 200,000. No, no, no. I would have have not got the answer correct. (laughs) I was just curious if there was more specificity. Uh, huh. This says here. Where is it? I had it right here. There you go. It says. Oh no, wrong one. It says the average stupid rail car 
can hold a useless amount of 220,000 pounds. While it does vary by specific type of product, it's accurate for a vast majority of items hauled. Okay. Well, I didn't care for your mad libs there, but... uh... It also does say that... um, It also says that uh, less carbon emissions would be used if it was done by boat. It depends. Breach. It also says it would be cooler looking. Okay, let's move on. It also, it also says here that 9-11 wouldn't have happened if trains didn't exist. I'd like to discuss my article now. <laughs> uh, love train impact terrorists? It, uh, it is not. Oh, okay. All right. So um, I wanted to discuss my, my Metropolitans. Um, so this article is oh, from... Kendall, what? Kendall, I'm going to interrupt you here. I found another fun fact about trains. Ready? I'm ready. I'll give you a redemption at Chat Trivia, double or nothing, to me. So if you get, no, no, no. If you get it right, I have to do four shots. But if you get it wrong, you have to do one. Okay. Uh, How many, uh, how many, about how many adult male hippos does a tier four locomotive weigh? It's more, more weight questions. And I don't know what their definition of a tier four locomotive is. I, I don't know what that means. It says it's a six-axle engine with 4,400 traction horsepower with a max speed of 70 miles per hour. All right, so we're talking kind of in the realm of your your ST-70s and ES-44s. Sure, about adult male hippos as it will. I'll give you a plus-minus of 10. Um, 76. Nah, 108. Damn. Do another shot. It's like that that meme where it's like Americans will use anything other than the metric system. <laughs> my, favorite the, my favorite one is the one where like it's the the constructing the house and it's like like the 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 local lumber yard was like Dixon and Sons or whatever, but it just it, it cut off at Dick, so it was just like 108 dicks. And it was like they will use anything but the metric system. <laughs> All I know right. Paul is doing it. Have you guys seen this new like John Cena meme? Oh, so oh, the dancing! Oh my god, that makes me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> All right, shot two. All right, Kendall, triple or nothing. Oh boy, <laughs> got a bad track record on this. Kendall's um, gonna pee his daughter's bed, <laughs> <laughs> and not cool. All right, and it's hate it here. In a typical year, uh. How many tons of freight do railroads haul? Oh my god! I, I, I'll give you a plus minus. I'll give you a plus minus of three hundred and fifty million. I mean, a, a hundred eight hippos. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead <laughs> with your article. All right. Um, so it's I'm, about train weights. Uh, yeah. Uh, hippos to trains. dot com. Um, this is from MLB. dot com. Uh, posted. On uh, May 6th, two days ago, uh, about three changes the Mets can make to its slumping offense. Uh, I wanted to discuss this because the Mets were at one point 14-7 and seven, and in recent events have lost like 11 of their last 12 games. Not playing particularly good in almost any capacity. Uh, Scherzer has been lackluster, and Verlander had his first start that... He didn't pitch horribly, but 
you know, they ended up, he gave up two home runs and they didn't, didn't do much of anything. The bullpen's been atrocious. But aside from the the pitching being lackluster, the lineup has just been ice cold. And in this article, it discusses uh, a couple things here. The, the three moves that this uh, author determines that they should make. Uh, the first being shifting Starling Marte down the batting order. Uh, Marte right now is kind of, he bats in like the, the leadoff to two window. And it's a guy, he's a little bit older now. Uh, still has some of that speed, but could probably afford to maybe have him shift down. Um, I, so I definitely agree with that. Another point uh, he makes is giving Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez more at-bats. These are two guys who are your top prospects. Um, get them involved in the lineup. You know, the, the, they're up anyway. Um, the suggestion was kind of like, uh, you know, have Jeff McNeil bat second with, with a nim out first. Have you know Beatty bat in the five spot, kind of you know lending some credence to Alonzo. So I think that the Mets' biggest issue right now is that it's so top heavy. Once you get past the Lindor Alonzo, it definitely thins out big time. Uh, Alvarez is uh, been quiet right now, but I think it's a step up from Nito. Uh, Nito played well last year and the year before, just. The Mets catchers' woes have been unbelievable. Uh, James McCann, unfortunately, suffered the Mets injury bug. So I can't even say that like his time there was not worth it. Because it was. He was just injured. So Nito played the majority of the, the season. But really, he's a guy. He plays just well enough to stay in the major league lineup. That, let's, let's be real. So getting Francisco Alvarez more bats uh, definitely kind of you know helps in that department. Um. And the last point they bring up here uh, is bringing up uh, Mark Vientos um, from AAA in Syracuse. He's batting pretty well. I only disagree with this point was, you know, because I think that it would just be another bat that is not entirely necessary. Right now, you know, Vogelback is DHing, and he has, I think, one or two home runs, you know, to to date, which when you think of the DH, it's the, the, that's kind of synonymous with, oh, they hit home runs. But that's not the case. Like, in, in the way that the lineups are now, you don't have to be a home run hitter to be a DH. I mean, if you, you if you get on base and can, you know, move runners around, then you could be a DH. And I think they kind of have that in, like, a Marcana. Like, Marcana is a serviceable, you know, bat. But keep him in... Against left field. Uh, but in, in in general, like I, I think he's a guy that you know he's got good baseball IQ. He, he there's not like an at bat that he's like lost up there. It's it's always a worthwhile at bat for him. Um, I just for me like to bring up Vientos would just be like okay, we're doing this for the sake of doing it. I think there's shifting the way the lineup is would be better than just adding more people on the roster. Uh, I, I feel like you're I, I, not. But, you gotta send somebody. Well, right. I I understand how that works, but I, what but I mean is that just like I'd rather have him continue to play well in AAA, and then let's say maybe in July, you know, when you have a 
you know, foreseeably very similar numbers. Then you bring him in. What position does he play? Well, Mark Vantos? Yeah. Um, hmm. I thought he was... I thought he was a right fielder, but I don't know for sure, actually. I have to look that up. Um, but yeah, I think that these are things that would kind of help the Mets a little bit. I, I always felt that the the lineup, even last year, was too top-heavy. I think they need to kind of you know, stretch things out. Um, and so Some of these guys are just old. I mean, Starling Marte... Uh, namely, but get get some some young blood in the lineup. You know, continue to give these guys at bats. Uh, I, th- th- there's multiple multiple problems with the Mets right now, but I think this would be one way to kind of shift in the right direction. Um, and it's it's very easy. And I, I'm very much, you know, the type of person who does this. Like, hey, I'd rather be bad in May than August, but that's a, a pretty like dangerous thought because it's it's in baseball especially it's very easy to watch the season slip away. I mean, look at Oakland. Oakland has six wins at this point, and like, oh, I'd rather suck in May than August. But like, when you're not playing well, they have eight wins by the way. They have eight. Oh, forget, forgive me, forgive me for uh, not forgetting they, that they don't have. They need the two other wins too. Yeah. <laughs> But but you understand what I'm saying. It's like it's it's easy to be like, okay, you know, we're sucking now, but it'll get better. And then like you know, it, it's June. Like oh, it's, um, we we had two you, bad months. We'll we'll be better in in July. Did you see the A's attendance at their game last Tuesday? No, I know it's just been trash in general. They had there were more uh, concession workers than fans. Oh my god. Like they actually had to, they actually had to send people home during the game because there wasn't enough work. It's <laughs> pretty funny, but I mean the the A's are also in a weird spot where like the owners kind of doing that on purpose. But you know, but yeah, but uh, this article from Anthony DiComo, um, I agreed with uh, two of the three points, and I hope the, the I hope the Mets you know, can kind of turn things around because getting swept, swept by Detroit and uh, not beating teams like Colorado is uh, a pretty bad look for the, the amount of money you spent on that team. Hey, Kyle loves it. Yeah, also sucked. Yeah, we're separated by like two games right now. Yeah, but, yeah. but, the, but the Phillies have a, a Tommy John home run hitter. Yeah. Yeah, come back and talk to me when we have yeah. one of those. All right, Kendall. Good job, man. Thank you. <laughs> Who's up next on the book report? I got it. All right. Uh, did you guys get it in the message? Um, oh, I thought you were said a real thing. Yeah. All right. So the title is TikTok Users Unethical Plane Life Hack. To punish reclined seat passengers goes viral. Full black. <laughs> uh, it's by Courtney Moore. Shout out to Courtney. Guess you some uh, right? So what? What they do? Well, what, what did it do? 
Hold on a second. Just got to minimize okay. this Pornhub tab. When you are on a flight and the person in front of you reclines your seat all the way and, le- and leaves you no room, turn on the air con above you on full blast and point it at the top of their head. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, my method is I usually shake the shit out of their chair. <laughs> I had one so fucking that's, lady. That's, what I, I tell you, that's something that makes me so mad on planes. It, it really, really gets to me. Well, when they put the foot up or when they put the uh, the, the seats rest. back. Oh, see, what I do is I just put my foot up on their armrest. <laughs> and I take my off. But it, it, it I tell like, that really does get me. Like, it's, and I always get it, like, when I'm flying to check, right? Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, it's a fucking eight, nine hour flight. But come on, we're all in the same fucking boat here, man. You put your seat back. That fucks up like my tray. And and now like everything's just fucked. I get so mad. Yeah. When we we were coming back from check this last time. Now, granted that my last trip out there was a fucking nightmare. But um, the lady, this girl sitting in front of me, young, younger girl, maybe early 20s if that and um she's got her seat leaned back right so now they they start bringing out the food and you know i had her put her seat up so like as soon as she was done she she went to put her and i was like whoa like i still still have you know my stuff here and she's like well how long is it gonna be (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what She's like, I need to put it. I need to sleep. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> You're not sleeping on this flight now. Uh, it'd be so funny if they had the ability. You know what? Let me get some more food here. But I t- when when me and Tyler went out, the guy in front of me, same thing. As soon as we sat, like full reclined, and I shook the shit out of him. And normally people don't care for that. <laughs> He kind of looked at me. I was like, are we good? <laughs> like, you understand what's happening here? I mean, you guys definitely, uh, obviously, fly more than I have. What's the most, like, egregious thing you've, like, ever witnessed from another passenger? Oh, oh, man. This this goes beyond flight. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, Same, same trip. This is uh, me and Tyler coming home from check. And... So the way our flights worked, we um, we had to go from Prague to Istanbul, and then from Istanbul to JFK. So <laughs> we're on the flight from Prague, or no, this was from Istanbul to JFK. So there's a family um, sitting, I don't know, maybe two rows ahead of me, and um, I don't know if it matters what, you know ethnicity they were but it is what it is so it looked like it was you know the grandparents their daughter and then the daughter's like two kids right two kids are maybe two three years old they're just running around the plane (laughs) jumping on seats but i'm like all right that's just stay away from me i i look up to see the grandmother uh lean into the aisle and then just open face sneeze into the aisle. <laughs> and now, 
Mind you, this was this was before you know the world now, post COVID. But um, I saw it happen, and then Tyler looks at me and goes, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, I don't know, but she needs to be removed." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> just yeah, looked out into the aisle, just kapa. I was like, "You dirty bitch!" Need to spray this out into the the cabin here. Uh, I think the worst thing I've ever had was um, it was a flight from Florida back up to Connecticut, and there was a woman who just decided that she uh, she was flying with a new, like a younger baby, like still an infant, and uh, she just decided that she was going to put her tray table down and the one next to her, and uh, she she was just going to change her baby's diarrhea diaper right there on the. Uh, Right there on the tray tables. Yeah, I've <laughs> caught a few of those. So, sounds very sanitary. Yeah. I've only flown twice, and it wasn't that each time. Well, rub I've it in, why people, don't you? Oh, I that's one guy. During a layover, he was sleeping on the floor in the airport, which you see that all the time. But this guy had his bare face on the floor. <laughs> nice. And I, I walked by and I was like, dude, I mean, you got to at least put like a shirt down. Like you're just going to raw dog your face on an airport floor. Yeah, man. Stones on that guy, huh? When uh, when me and Tyler were at our layover in Istanbul. Um, so in a lot of airports, they have escalators and fucking like, you know, the walking conveyor belts everywhere. Mm hmm. Now, in Istanbul, there was no escalator. They would just have, like, inclined ramps. It was actually kind of cool. Now, we're sitting in, like, this cafe thing, and I'm watching this guy walk around on his phone. He, it looked like he was FaceTiming with somebody. And uh, he wasn't watching where he was going. And he started to walk down the up ramp and <laughs> almost ate shit real hard. Oh, man. these things are cruising. You know, I mean, you figure, like, it's probably going a good two, three miles an hour. And if you're not, <laughs> if you're just standing still, that'll take you out. I always watch this guy just eat shit. And I was like, come on, man, go down. I'd laugh pretty good at that. Some cool stuff in airports. There's definitely some interesting stuff that happens in airports. I watched a guy like drop gum out of his mouth on the floor of the plane and pick it up and put it back in. Oh yeah, I've seen people drop shit and eat it. Yeah. I don't think there's enough money like on any given plane to get me to do that. Well, especially like a piece of gum because it's not like you're just gonna like swallow it. It's gonna continue to chew it for a while. You're just gonna keep that flavor bouncing around. Like, I, might... I did watch one time um, turn his head and sneeze. Uh, without covering his mouth, and he like shot tons of snot rocket all over the window, and then he just put the shade down. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I mean, just to hear that, that's pretty funny. That is a real baller move right there. I mean, disgusting, rude, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right. <laughs> and it, it was pretty early on the flight, too, so like it wasn't like it was like, you know, right at the end, and I was like, ah, this is the next person. It was like, this guy pretty much committed to not having a window the rest of the flight. Yeah. 
Guess I'm not seeing any cool there, sights. There's so oh, excuse me. There's some stuff I've just seen people do on play, and it's like there's no way you live your life like this. Yeah. Where where you have like um. I, I like totally lost my train of thought there. Um, you, you do, you just see the, the craziest things, you know, people going through like the uh, security line, you know, they're going to make you take your shoes off. <laughs> the, I, I'll never understand anybody that wears like flip flops. And now you're just standing on like this dirty, dirty fucking floor <laughs> with your bare feet. And, and you're just like, you know, anytime you fly, it's kind of gross anyway. Like, everything's gross. And it's, it's like, what the fuck? I think it's got to be people who just, they don't fly that often. That they just kind of like, it's like, oh, I didn't realize. Like, I feel like the, the people who fly often just have all these little tricks down. I mean, just wear socks. That That's well, a I mean, trick. Right. <laughs> uh, aside from that being like the obvious oh. fix. But just like the people just who knew like all of like the, hey, I have a brain and I can fly an airplane life hacks. Yeah. I'd say then there's then there's the people that, uh, you know, complain about the security line taking too long. That drives me nuts. It's <laughs> like, hey, you know, they're trying to service like 5,000 people at one time. And. I mean, is this really where you want them to, to start cutting fucking corners? Yeah. Like, this, this may shock you. They're doing this for your safety. Yeah, it, it's just so ridiculous. Uh, I just thing well, to the chat. I'll read it wow. since they can't. It's not my article, but I just saw it and thought it was interesting. So it's a playoff series records for it's LeBron James. And so it's it's making an argument about how great he is. So it says like Dwayne Wade's playoff record with LeBron is fourteen and two, and without him is eight and eight. Chris Bosh is fourteen and two, zero and two without him. Kyrie's ten and two, two and three. Uh, Kevin Love is eleven and two and one and zero. Anthony Davis is four and one, one and two. And then so totals are fifty three and nine versus twelve and fifteen. And the caption was, "They needed him; he doesn't need them." And I just laughed at it because it was like. Well, LeBron's final records without any of those players is O for whatever. <laughs> so the, with Wade and Bosh, he won two. With Kyrie and Love, he won one. And with AD, he won one. And he's four and – what is he, Kyle? Four and what? Nine? Or four four of nine or something like that? Yeah. Because what he lost, what, two to the Warriors? Two to the Warriors. He lost, he lost to the Spurs. One to the Spurs, one to the, no two to the Spurs because he lost one to the Spurs when he was in Cleveland before Miami. That's right. When he was young, yeah. So he lost two to the Spurs and he lost one to the Mavericks. So he's four and five. So four of nine, and it's just like so. Let's see. Without them, he's uh, over. Just my- yeah, that's a weird. I mean, it's more. I feel like it speaks more to just hey, like. If you play a long time and you're good enough, you're gonna play in the playoffs a lot. Like that's what that stats really says. Yeah. Robert Horry is undefeated. Are is you? he? I think so. He's five and zero, right? He has like seven. 
Is it really? I thought it was like I thought it was like five. Could be five. It's probably five. He's got a lot for a guy that didn't deserve. It. I want to get his jersey just just for the sake of having it, even though I've never watched him play. He was average. All right, Locke, you ready for your article? Oh yeah. Yawn real quick. I'm gonna send in the group chat because my laptop's on the ground. No problem. Right. Is it this one here? It says Tory Black. Um. <laughs> so, oh, man, that's a really funny thumbnail picture. It popped up. <laughs> so I was reading this today at work, and it, and it was kind of interesting, just in the sense of all right. So the article's about uh, the Colts reportedly asked for NFL tampering investigation of the Commanders over a reported Andrew Luck inquiry. So so the overall gist is supposedly um, last year the commanders called Andrew Luck about coming back. And if he was to come back, like the, the Colts still own his rights, so it would be tampering, so on and so forth. Now, in the last couple of years, I mean, this year we saw it, and I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but We've seen teams get, like, stiff penalties for tampering. So, like, every team knows the fucking deal here. Like, why are they still doing it? Right. Like, I mean, the Dolphins just lost their first-round pick. Um, There there was another team. I, I, I can't remember who or what. It was either last year or the year before that have lost pick like the tampering stuff for whatever reason like the NFL has really taken a fucking stand on tampering and i don't understand like why are teams still trying to do it like you know if this comes out like the commanders are going to lose a first round pick if they decide like oh yeah they called andrew luck it just doesn't make any sense yeah. Well, it's funny too because it's it's more like fuel on the fire for like an organization that's otherwise just like literally been on fire for what seems like twenty years. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. Just like everything that's going on with Washington is just like it's just bad after bad after bad, and then <laughs> is he selling the team? Yeah, it's, he is. I think it's already been sold, technically. Well, I know, I, I know, like, there was the people going back and forth, and then, like, um, like Bezos was going to buy it, but he said no to Bezos. Well, he, won't, he won't sell to Bezos because Bezos... Of the, the newspaper. Because he owns the Washington Post, and the Washington... He doesn't... He hates the Washington Post. Yeah. We're like, fuck, man, the money's still green. Seven yeah. billion dollars. Right. Yeah, and at that point, like, like... You're just gonna go away. Like I mean, unfortunately, like with the the money you have, it doesn't matter. Like you, if I were him, I just want to fade away. Like I I don't want to be in the spotlight anymore. I think he likes it. Yeah, you must. I think, uh, it's the the cold sort of Jim Ursay, right? That's yeah. I don't yeah. know. At, at what point, like he was kind of like a kind of you know laid back guy. I feel like. Recently, he's just like been on the attack. I, I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed that. It just seems like he's positioned himself to like be 
in like everybody's business recently. And, and like, this is kind of like the, the best example of that, but I, I don't know. It's just something that I've noticed. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. It seems like he's, like he's a really, a really nosy guy all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's got to start to stem from, do you think when luck was there, like we were only kind of like waiting for when the Colts were going to win a Super Bowl with Andrew Luck. Like, you know, it seemed like we we're just kind of waiting for it to happen, and then he just retires. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they've been real bad ever since. And, yep. and I mean, yeah, they just drafted, uh, what's his name, Anthony Richardson. So, I, I mean, I guess things could be looking up. We'll see. But, like, they also could not be. So, I, I think he went from... You know, you figure they went from Peyton Manning to Andrew. Like, it was just like, hey, Hall of Fame quarterback to, you know, potentially could have been a Hall of Fame quarterback back to back. Right. And now it's just like, hey, we are real bad. So owners start getting kind of squirrely. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, that is. It's just... (laughs) Washington, my God. It's like the guys that do steroids. They know they're going to get caught. Yeah. I don't even know, like, like, what could be, like, like, what, like, I don't understand, like, what's the tampering? So the tampering thing, at least in in this case, is that, so Andrew Luck is retired, right? Yeah. But the Colts still own the rights to him. Right. So if the commanders are calling, be like, "Hey, we want you to come out of retirement," they pretty much, really, the thing they had to have asked the Colts' permission to talk to him first. That that's really the whole thing. If they got permission from the Colts, then they could talk. But like, until if he ever says, "Hey, I want to come back," his contract is back, like in in effect. Right, but like at the same token, though, it could be like Andrew Luck could call the Colts and go, "Hey, I want to come out of retirement, but only if you'll trade me to the Giants." And the Colts go, "Well, we're not going to trade you to the Giants." And he goes, "Okay, then I'm not going to come out of retirement." And so it's like I don't know; it just seems kind of stupid. Because it, it kind of happened. Because I think there was an investigation done on the Bucks when Gronkowski came out of retirement. Because like he came out, and then the Patriots traded him to the Buccaneers. But I, I'm pretty sure they did an invest to be like, hey, you know, who made the fucking phone call? Like, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get punished. Yeah. And then they pull a first round pick for a team because they called about a player. Like, it seems like weird, though, because it's like, so like, let's just say for Haha's, a wide res- like a wide receiver on the commanders is like really good friends with Andrew Luck. And he just chats them about it and is like, Hey, like, you know, like, what would you say about coming out of retirement? And it's like, like how, like, that's just, that's just two friends talking. Yeah. So it's, you know, but, it's, but I think like under the, the CBA, like that's tampering. It's even cause I, they said it can even go deeper than asking him. Like they have the commanders called like his dad. <laughs> so, like it said, or like anyone in like his camp, it could still be tampering what if Andrew Luck reached out to them first 
Um, I, like I think if, I, I'm almost what? certain. And again, we would have to look it up. I think that they would have to tell him, be like, hey, we can't take this call yet. And, and have to, like, get permission from the Colts. I'm just amazed in just kind of just a, a generalized statement. The time that goes by, like, I mean, Angelo hasn't played in a while. And I'm not, like, downplaying his talent and his ability to, like, hey, if he would come back, would he be successful? But it's just, like, these teams going after these players that have been retired for a while. Like, I feel like the threshold is maybe two years. I, I, that's just my opinion. But, like, anything past that, it's like, why are you reaching out to these guys who haven't played in four or five years? For any position. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you gain? I mean, he, he's been gone too. He retired two years ago. Is it, it's only been two? Yeah, because they had the, the one year of Philip Rivers and then last year of, you know, everybody else. <laughs> the squad they go by. Speaking of, I just thought it's like, do you guys ever see like those Instagram reels where it's a guy like, I'm sorry, go ahead. This is going to be Andrew Luck's fifth year of not playing. Oh, really? He hasn't played since 2018. They had the Jacoby Brissett thing, too. They had a year of just Jacoby Brissett. But then they had Phillip Rivers for a year. They had Matt Ryan for a year. Matt, was Matt Ryan last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. That uh, okay. So yeah, he retired in 2019. Yeah, this will be their fifth year without him. All right. So, right. I mean, I would say two did seem short, but I mean, I, I you know, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it's just these guys. Like, move on. Well, hey, when you got fucking whoever they had at quarterback, who was it? Howell. Something like that. Yeah, because 2019 they did, it was Jacoby Brissett played the whole, well, not the whole season, but I mean, he was the starting quarterback. <laughs> and then in 2020 was Phillip Rivers. Wasn't Phillip Rivers there for two years? Was it? I thought it was only one, but I guess it could have been two. It might have been one. I think he signed for two and played one and retired. Oh, Carson Wentz played a year. Oh, that's right. They had that fucking piece of shit. It was Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, and then Jacoby Brissett. That's another guy that wasn't that good. Hey, Mass. Uh, Gentlemen. Whoa. Mass, 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 mass. Mass, before, before we dive into my article, do you have a toast? Uh, what has everybody toasted so far that I can make mine? Well, Kyle took to L&B because you weren't here. Yeah. Uh, I toasted the Blackhawks for getting <laughs> winning the lottery. Okay. Uh, Mock toasted Derek Jeter for having a son. Okay. And Kendall toasted Bartolo Colon Day and the Mets. I miss Bartolo Colon Day. Well, it's every day if you celebrate like I do. Don't worry. He's round enough where it's coming back. Uh-huh. That's fair enough. Um, 
I guess I'll give a toast of excellence to James Harden, who had um, one of the students from the Michigan State shooting at the game last night. Uh, flew him out there and has been pretty involved with his recovery. Um, had a pretty good night last night against the Celtics and um, is flying him back out for the next game. I don't think taking him out to a Philly strip club constitutes his recovery. Uh, you know, Paul, I was trying to make a joke like that. That was, damn it. Yeah, but you're just not funny enough. Damn it, damn it. Could you imagine this? Like, you get shot and then it's like, hey, I want to fly you out to this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you know how your family's going through all this trauma and all these other people are going through all this trauma? Well, how about we just go ahead and let you sit courtside? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So my article that I posted was for um, the Connor Bedard uh, being hockey, it's titled Connor Bedard is Hockey's LeBron James, and the NHL draft lottery hype is real. And it's by James Dater. Shout out to James Dater. Um, this was published today um, because, as we talked about, the NHL draft lottery was at 8 p.m. Eastern time this evening, May 8th. And the Chicago Blackhawks won the what is known as the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Um, so he's he's going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. I mean, whether or not the Blackhawks pick him is still to be said. I can't foresee a situation in which they don't pick him because they're in the, the complete start of a rebuild after announcing that Jonathan Taze will not be re-signed, trading away Patrick Kane, and you know, kind of cementing the end of that Stanley Cup era franchise. So at the complete beginning of a rebuild, why would you not go for the biggest prospect in you know, arguably NHL history? So basically the article really just kind of highlights who he is as a player, why he's like being so sought after, you know, every year the hype and in, in any sport, you know, with the exception of baseball, you know, there, there's mega hype around the number one overall pick. You know, it, we'll have the same conversations in a couple months about Victor Wembanyama, who's, you know, the number one overall concise pick for the NBA. Um you know, we see it, you know, time and time again, you know, we, we didn't have it as much this year in the NFL draft because there wasn't a concise number one quarterback and, you know, teams could have gone, but like, you know, we, we see it year in and year out, you know, it's like, we, you know, just talking about Andrew Luck recently, like the year Andrew Luck came out, it was like, you know, the world knew it was going to be Luck one, Griffin two, you know, there's a lot of years where like, it's like, you know, this guy's going to go one, this guy's going to go one and you have to, you have to post the articles. So, uh, Bedard is 17 years old. He'll be 18 by the time the season starts next year. Um, when he was 13 years old, he was our hello. Yeah. Hello? Oh, I thought I heard someone asking. Okay. By 13, he was already being compared to you know Sidney Crosby. Um, NHL greats have already you know come out and, and and stated that this guy is going is like the next generational talent. Um, Martin St. Louis said that his, that this, this, you know, I mean, and all of this is subjective, you know, everybody can be bad and good and whatever, you know, but you don't, you don't really hear a lot of like, usually, like, you know, you don't hear a lot of NFL players coming out, like retired greats coming out and saying like, oh, you know, this person is going to be, you know, better than me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but like, you're seeing a lot of guys coming out and saying like, you know, Bedard's like floor is Sidney Crosby. Like that's what they're saying his floor is as a player. Mm -hmm. Sidney Crosby's pretty good, so if that's the worst you can do, hey, 
not too shabby. Yeah. Um, his last season in the WHL, which was uh, last year, he uh, he finished the, the season with 71 goals and 72 assists and 143-point effort. Um, he's NHL ready now, which is really, you know, uncommon for 18-year-olds, both, you know, skill-wise, but also maturity-wise. Um, it, it's really hard to define him exactly how he's supposed to be. Um, but w- w- a lot of people are, you know, kind of writing to is that at, at, at 18 years old, he's already had, he already has, um, Nathan McKinnon, who, you know, the avalanche star, he has Nathan McKinnon's, you know, goal scoring abilities with Crosby's, you know, play abilities. Um, he's shown in the past that he's not afraid to play defense. He'll forecheck, he'll block shots. Um, Regina last year kind of didn't really let him do that um, so much, but he, he's been known to do it in the past. It'll be kind of a, you know, once he gets into the NHL, the gloves kind of come off and it's, it's you're going to play two ways. And, you know, they're not really going to do the whole, you know, he'll be protected. Players will drop gloves if someone hits him hard, but he's not going to be afraid to get in the mix. Um, but it, what, what he's ready to do is, is pretty insane. Um and, and you're going to see a lot of teams willing to throw away their entire futures to try to get the first pick, even even though the Blackhawks need him in the worst way to kickstart their their rebuild. Th- this is a player that you're 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 going to be you're going to see big names being being reported as being offered for trade subjects. You know, a lot of like bigger name, older veterans that are nearing the end of contracts and stuff like that. You know, th- there's. There's going to be a lot of buzz around this guy up until June when the draft happens. Um, he's the biggest hyped player since Connor McDavid came out in 2015, but the hype is bigger than that. Hey, Paul, would you be mad if they traded him to like get Patrick Kane back? If they traded this kid to get Patrick like, Kane? Like, traded the pick? Um, I mean, yeah, considering that Patrick Kane's a free agent, so like they'd have to trade him to nobody. They basically would just have to give it up. Like, no, 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 no. We want him. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Kane kind of made his uh his his desires to come back to Chicago pretty clear in his uh New York Rangers post game. So don't think they're doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool though. It's it's interesting. And then it's it's cool because like in, in Canada that you they, they kind of like like the the hockey Canada kind of gives players statuses which kind of like allows them to bypass age restrictions to play in like leagues that are above their age so like he wasn't like old enough to play in the WHL but like the but hockey Canada gave him exceptional status for his skill which allowed him to bypass the age restriction and uh and, and then he uh, went out and started uh, 28 points in his first 15 games. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Yeah, he also broke uh, Wayne Gretzky's international record by scoring the most uh, scoring the most, most goals in a game by a 16-year-old. He scored four in his first international game against Austria. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> Massey, did you have an article at all, or 
Texting me separately. You. Guys. Wow. Kendall's texting me separately talking shit about you guys. <laughs> Checks out. He yeah. said he said that Mox stole the idea to go disc golfing this coming weekend from him. That's pretty funny. You know, um, the real, you know, ripoff was, you know, no one, you know, joined my page up. Uh, Kendall Reed Disc Golf uh, on Instagram. Uh, I don't have any things posted, but the page exists. And uh, I just feel slighted. Good. You say good. <laughs> Massey, you were saying? What were the articles that everybody brought? Uh, Mock did the Colts tampering one. Yeah, uh, that one out. Kendall did a Mets lineup one, and Kyle did one about like TikToker things. So... His favorite TikTok dances. Yeah, Kyle did them all on video. You missed it. Man, I tell you what, I'd be pretty upset. Kyle basically did all the Fortnite dances in his uh, power <laughs> ones. I'd be pretty upset if that happened. Um, so there was an article, and I'm just trying to pull it up because I had three ready. I'm trying to find where I bookmarked this one. Um, it was talking about the situation that happened during the uh, Suns-Nuggets game last night. Um... I wish I could find this easy. Um, let's see. So while I'm looking for it, for those who aren't aware, uh, last night courtside there was a bit of a incident where uh, the new Suns owner, Matashita, uh, grabbed the ball that had gone out of bounds, and when Jokic went to go retrieve it, um, he smacked it out of his hands and put his hands on Jokic, to which Jokic shoved him back. And there was this whole hubbub about this. Um, uh, here we go. It was by Zach Harper and Sham Sharina on The Athletic. So um, as of right now, I believe it's come out already that Jokic won't be suspended for the game tomorrow. Um, but he is being fined $25,000. As of yet, nothing has been announced for uh, repercussions against uh, Ishida, but people are talking about how he should have been ejected last night because anybody else it would have been. Um, And where the line, I guess, is drawn between... um, what people are allowed to get away with and what players are allowed to get away with, especially because we've had situations in the past where obviously fans have gotten physical with NBA players and then um, NBA players have gotten physical with fans, aka the Malice in the Palace, among other things. Um, so as of right now, there, like I said, has been no other... Um, information released on that, but it was a bit of a headache going through trying to figure out where um, I guess what the what the right thing to do in that situation was, who was in the right and who was in the wrong, and yeah. Well, it's it's super interesting, Mass, um, because it, it feels like every 
year, even multiple times a year, but but every year at least there's one big thing that sort of happens, and it it kind of begs the question of, about kind of like the the proximity of fans to the court, and I don't have a solution about what to change because I I don't I don't really know what you could do because it's just the the sport is it's not designed like hockey where it's like we, the glass is just it's it's necessary for yeah. the, the, for what it is um but it's like it makes you wonder like what could be done to prevent this from happening other than getting rid of courtside seating like up to I don't even know how many feet and I could defer to you know both Paul and Kyle who both kind of like who played basketball competitively I mean the, the fan bases are are different than that of a professional level but like at least experience it like on the floor as a player you kind of witness things differently if that makes any sense yeah I mean um, I don't think that there's another sport that the fans are that close to the act aside from hockey, but there's boundaries there with the glass. Um, I mean, I guess you can say fans are kind of close to the benches for the NFL games, but they're not close to the field or anything like that. Um, right. I just, I feel like that. Uh, oh, go ahead. Somebody was starting to say something. Who was it? Yeah. Who was it? I cut him off. I didn't hear anybody. Oh. That was weird. Echo from another realm. I heard it. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if Paul or Kyle, you, you had any thoughts kind of like from, I mean, you know. Well, the the, the cop-out will always be no one no one except those guys knows, knows what was said. There's, there's always, you know, shit. It's not, you know, when you're dealing with the owner of a team, you know, it's it's not – it's different than just a fan saying something. Um, I think it, I think the technical foul in the time was perfectly fine. You can't do anything to the owner in the time because he's not an active person. Um, you know, I mean, like you can like have him removed from courtside, but like you know, it doesn't you can't do anything that's going to actually affect the game. Yeah. Well, technical. If anybody else they would have removed from the game, except that was the owner. <clears throat> I think the technical was fine. Um, I think it was the right way to handle it in the heat of the moment. Um, cause, uh, you know, there, there was, there was clearly like an, it was an altercation, but you know, there were, there was kind of heaven and ha, and it wasn't like he just ran over and attacked him. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's the playoffs. So it's much to do about nothing kind of thing. You know the, the the NBA has to they have to do something because there was an, it was an altercation between a non-player and a player, so there's got to be some fine given out. But I think a suspension would have just it, it, a suspension would have been useless, or not useless. It would have I mean it would have helped the Suns obviously, but like it just would have it would have looked bad. Yeah. You know there was engagement on both ends, and Isaiah Thomas being in the mix didn't help. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. a it's a it's a very odd thing. I feel like the was it the last like big one kind of involving Drake or am I misremembering? No, there was one with LeBron relative. No, Westbrook was probably the most recent one. Uh, Ron and Westbrook, I think this year both had uh, people thrown out from 
uh, just verbal altercations where they were yelling obscenities at them, but I don't think there's anything physical that's happened recently. Yeah, it's it's so strange. I mean, the closest I ever sat at an NBA game is when we went to Philadelphia. That was the closest I sat, and I thought the seats were good. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I the, the desire for me to be courtside, I, I don't think it really is there. I mean, I, I felt like you could see the game pretty well from almost anywhere. I don't know. It's like well, it's just. One of those things, like Massey, Massey pretty much put the put the 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 hammer on the the nail there. It's you know it's it's because of it's it's because of his status as team owner. You know mm-hmm. there was a there there was a game you know years back when Mello was retired with a ball like went out of bounds and he got the ball and like pretended to like fake shoot the ball and the the crowd went nuts and like if a fan had done that he would have been escorted out of the game. You know it's it's you know, right. Jokic said it in the post game, and he said it, you know, perfectly right. If he's sitting, if he's sitting courtside, he's a fan. It's Mark Cuban has said it a million times. You know, when Pete, when he's gotten Mark Cuban's been fined hundreds of times for for you know, I think saying, he's over three million dollars in fines right now for for doing yeah for saying things and doing things sitting on the court where he always sits. You know, he doesn't sit up in a press box. He sits down where the fans sit. And he said, and he, his defense is always the same all the time. He goes, if I'm sitting in the crowd, I'm a fan. I'm not an owner. He goes, I'm sitting where the fans sit. I'm sitting where people pay to sit. He goes, whether or not I paid for my ticket is irrelevant. That's where I'm sitting. He goes, if I'm sitting in the press box and I'm or in the owner's box and I'm screaming stuff, then you know, then you can't find me because it's my box. I own it. And he goes, but you know, if I'm sitting courtside, it is. And so, you know, it's the same thing. If a fan had got the ball. And, and decided to hold on to it and wait for the engagement of a player, the the refs would have had him removed from the game for for influencing the game, and so it, it's one of those things where it's like you can't you can't find you can't suspend Jokic without causing some sort of repercussion on the Suns, and the thing is is you can't in a playoff situation you need to sit down and determine what that is. And so you can't suspend Jokic without doing something to the Suns organization. You don't know what you're going to do to the Suns organization, so suspending Jokic isn't fair. You know, if it's a regular season game, you suspend him for a game and you figure it out. It is what it is. But in the playoffs, you know, especially in the 2-2 series, it means everything. You know, this will be a topic of discussion in player and owner meetings in the offseason. You know... I was thinking about uh, not too long ago, and I was laughing to myself because how ridiculous it would be. You know, sometimes like when when touchdowns are scored, you know, a player will you know throw into the crowd or give it to someone in the crowd. Imagine if that happened every time you scored a basket in in an NBA game. That's now, for a lot of balls. now the thing is, it doesn't work because that's not the game doesn't stop every time you score. But could you imagine if it did? <laughs> you, you get like a, like an easy layup, and you're giving the ball to someone in the crowd every single time. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Sure. Yeah, that would be that would be rough. <laughs> everyone, in, everyone in the game has a basketball to bring home. Little little fun fact: uh, every single time you see a big playoff series end or a massive comeback win or something like that, and you see the the, the at the end of the game they throw the ball up into the air. You know what I mean? Like are like like the buzzers ticking down and they just throw the ball high up in the air to end the game. Yeah. 
That they get that player gets fined every time that happens. Really? Mm-hmm. It's not a big fine, but it's fine. They they do it to keep to, to keep them remembering that putting putting a ball intentionally putting a ball at a play like that is is it's a findable offense. <laughs> That's funny. If you just threw the ball, because technically, the technically if you, if you watch a game, the ball is deemed out of bounds. Contact with something out of bounds. You know, like that's why, like, like the the back edge of the backboard is considered out of bounds. So when the ball bounces off the back edge of the backboard, even if it goes straight up, they blow the whistle. On the top of the backboard is fine, but the back edge of it, mm-hmm. you know. But if the ball like gets deflected and it flies over the announcer's table, it doesn't get blown dead till it, hit, it gets hit in the crowd. Once it makes contact with something that's out of bounds, that's when the play is dead. So I mean, imagine you know the end of it. You're just fucking you know like you're. You, you, you just fucking throw the ball into the front row of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, toss it high up in the air. You know, team players would do shit like that all the time. Players are always finding a way to cop out of shit. Yeah. Yep. So. All right, reader. So what else you got on your uh, docket? Anything else to round out the show with before we sign off? Um, I mean, I got. One thing here, I mean, I don't know if it's something we could, you know, if you guys are interested to talk about, um, TV shows that, um, you know, you really like and stuff you stand by, but like, like taking a, like a, a good hard look at it and like, you know, and thinking about stuff, huh, I, I don't like certain things about it. And I, I can give you an example. Uh, for me, like a TV show, like I'm a big sitcom guy and this and that, um, and I really want one thing. I mean, even if the writing is terrible, I want that continuity. I want like the the same story to be told, the same like people playing the same people, this, that, and the other. And I, I hold the office at a pretty high regard for a lot of reasons. It's a very funny show. I think it's a, they do a good job. But the one thing that I really dislike about it is there's a, like a, a lack of continuity in a lot of things. Like, and I get it. The, television's tough you can only there's there's only so many things you control but just things that like are somewhat avoidable like i know mock and paul are pretty versed in the office like certain things that drive me nuts are like um pam's mom is not the same the first time you meet her versus the later times you see her in the season now perhaps they couldn't get her they couldn't get the same person but stuff like that uh i think uh in the early seasons, there's like I don't know if it's Kevin has a a daughter and a, a fiance, but there's not really any talk of the daughter in later episodes. Um, well, so for that one specifically, Kevin mentions that Stacy left him, and that was just. And so it was that, that was just Stacy's kid Stacy's daughter and he was dating Stacy and then he said there's an episode where he says Stacy left him and then I think I think that was like right around that time the Valentine's Day episode mm-hmm. where Michael holds the uh, Lonely Hearts Club right or whatever so that that one t- is talked about I mean like because Ke- and here's the thing Kevin because Kevin's a, a, a C character so it's like you're not going to go into you know you're not going to spend a lot of time going into depth about like what his relationship with her was like and does he still see her and whatever you know if that if that was the situation where like you know Ryan had done something like that like you it would have been brought up or something 
Sure. Yeah. I mean that 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 that's fair. Um, and then from listening to Office Ladies podcast, they uh the, when they when they did the episode with uh the new Pam's mom, the old Pam's mom was shooting a movie and they couldn't get her. So it was a choice between recasting or just not having the role and the writers liked the role. Right. And I, I understand, like, I mean, not everything is perfect. And it's, it's not even like I'm not even accusing them of laziness. It's just there's just that there's like certain things in like a, a show. And uh, th- there are, are more egregious examples in other shows. Like they just they just don't care. Like uh, especially like right, so I'll, I'll give you my example if you want. Sure. All right. So, Kyle, are you still here, Kyle? No. So no. All right. So, so Kyle, Kyle's a big fan of, I don't know if anybody else is, but uh, Criminal Minds, for example. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a big fan of Criminal Minds. I like the show. I'm not really a big cop show guy. You know, I don't really watch a lot of like Law and Order or anything like that, but I, I like Criminal Minds. Um, and one thing that I wish like, you know, like those types of shows would do that I think would entice me a little bit more is the only ones I've ever really seen do it are uh, like Chicago Med and PD and like the fire one and all that. Yep. Like involve their personal lives more. Like it's always it's always annoyed me that like like they keep the personal like live aspect going enough to like have there be some sort of like continuation of of character development. But like like if you're if you're gonna sit down and watch you know one of the twenty nine seasons of Law and Order SVU, like like I would have like I would just like to sit down and watch it and like watch more like in depth like what's going on with the characters versus like just the crime stuff right it's especially too because like a show that's been on as long as it is like the characters have been around and it's like you you end up like knowing nothing really about the characters at all it's it's just situationally what's going on right it's like like so like in criminal minds there's just like there's like there's like subtlety to it. And like, you know, like there'll be little glimpses into like backstory of certain things here and there and like whatever. And, and like this and that, but like, you, you they just don't, they don't really like dive into it a lot. And it's, and it's like, you know, like you're, you're getting invested. You're watching a show. So like criminal minds, for example, I like criminal minds more than the majority of um, police shows or detective shows because like I like the cast like I like the actors and actresses they put together in the show mm-hmm. and the way they portray their characters but like so for that reason like I kind of want to get more invested into their their story yeah no I, I, a decent job of it which is probably why I like it more but like like I feel like you can watch like 20 episodes of Law and Order in a row and like you don't like learn anything about like Olivia Benson at all like anything about her character other than like you know other than it being relevant to like the case they're working on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I find a show kind of what you're talking about that does a great job doing that. And uh, you turned me on. I'm pretty sure to that show is, is Ted Lasso, which it is kind of books itself sort of as a comedy, but in using this most recent season example, I'd find myself not laughing as much, but I'm just so involved in the characters, because it's there's just so many levels to it. Each character, whether it's a, a main or or secondary, there seems to be a storyline involved that it, you're you're just so engaged at every episode. It's just it's it's very well thought out and put together. That like the comedy becomes secondary. It's just it, to the thing you want in like Law and Order. It, it's there. 
Mock, you were telling me about this gripe you had with an anime series you've been watching. I'm sorry? <laughs> Did I just wake you up? No, no, no. I, I had my um thing muted because I was sneezing. I said you were telling me about this gripe you had with some anime series you've been watching lately. I believe you have me confused with somebody. I don't think he's going to go with the bit, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> well, I was watching Tentacle Hadouken, and I have a lot of problems with that show. <laughs> That's very funny. Tentacle <laughs> if you weren't the one recording, I would absolutely kick you right now. <laughs> Tentacle Hadouken. That's some, that's some good stuff right there. Um, I mean, there's, like, other shows where, like... So, like, I'll give you an example. Um, well, like, I mean, the biggest gripe I'll always have in the world is, like, when, whether it's due to, like, contract negotiations or, uh, you know, strikes or, like, whatever, like, a show just kind of ends and there's no resolution. Yeah. You know, that's, like, a big gripe I'll always have. But that that's, you know, that, that's, like, nobody wants that. It's just the, the nature of being business. But, like, I'll always be baffled when, like, I'll watch a show and I'll get invested into it and love it. But I would I, like, I would never watch any other shows like that. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Scorpion. Uh, I know what show you're talking about, but I haven't watched it. So Scorpion is a show. It's about it's about like four following like the lives of like four like really like high IQ geniuses. Like they're so smart and intellectually gifted that they like, they lack social skills and the ability to like communicate with the outside world. Mm-hmm. And so like the show basically like follows them like they become like a kind of like a a, a subcontracted branch of the government to like kind of like solve like you know like like situations that like require high IQ like you know like fucking stopping like a like a missile launch from like a, a a what was supposed to be like a retired missile community type thing or something like that like just shit like that mm-hmm. i would never fucking watch that show in a million years you you, you describe that exact situation to me i'm like yeah that sounds awful i'm not gonna <laughs> watch that. But, but that show like i just can't not watch it can't watch it can't not watch it if it's on i got to see it i gotta watch that that episode it's i think it's the characters i don't know what it is because like honestly i find myself watching i'm like man she's such a bitch oh, he's so whiny <laughs> but like, i just can't not i can't turn it off that's fair i mean i i've had stuff like that yeah i i can't i just i don't know i can't do it I think of all like the bad sitcoms I've watched just just because I mean I'm watching one right now like uh Fox has this show it's called Animal Control and like I like Joel McHale I don't know if you guys are kind of familiar with him he was in Community yeah. and, and I, I I like him and like the show is not that great but like I I'm watching it just because of like him and it's like ah <laughs> This is terrible, but I'm I'm sticking with it. I was gonna say that too. Any any show that's completely carried by one character, like for me, like like it, if Donald Glover wasn't on Community, I would have never watched any episodes of it ever. And I tell you, I mean, I I, I love that show very much, and it just it killed me so much when Chevy Chase was no longer on it because that was like the best character. I also hate I also I also hate shows that 
um, whether it be comedy, drama, whatever, but shows that like come out and are just like, you know, it's just like, oh, like, look at this cast we have. Like, like I, I don't, I, I don't like watching shows that like are per, like comprised of like an already successful ensemble because it, it's too, it, it seems too forced. It seems yeah. like, oh, we're going to laugh at this because this part, like, that's why I hate 30 Rock. Like, cause like 30 Rock was like, like, like Tina Fey was already big. Alec Baldwin was already big. Tracy Morgan, you know, and like these guys were already like well established members of their communities. It's like, like I'm watching, it's like like I'm not I'm not like Tracy Morgan's like to me Tracy Morgan is so unfunny in Thirty Rock and he's so funny in real life. Yeah, like everything else he does, I find so funny. But like or like Alec Baldwin, like like I just find his character so cringy because it's like oh like you're gonna laugh at this because it's Alec Baldwin, you know like like I don't think The Office would have worked if they if they started it in two thousand and like nine after Steve Carell. Like I mean I know Steve Carell's like blow up was more because of The Office, but like. Like what made The Office so good was that like Steve Carell got a blow up from it. Like, well, gotta, his, I mean, The Office was about to get canceled because he no one liked him until the right. forty year old virgin. Right, and so like, like, so it's like it was an unknown ensemble that became big. Same thing with like Friends. Friends was an unknown ensemble. Like, you know, I mean, I think the only one that you could really make the case for would be like Seinfeld. Would be like kind of the opposite. Like Jerry Seinfeld was like a, a no, well more well known name at the time for his stand up routines. But the show, like, they did a good job, like, he did a good job in writing the show where it was kind of like, it was more of like a, hey, this is kind of like a, a television scripted version of my life versus, like, you know, like, a sitcom that I'm just happening to start. So, I do like 30 Rock, but I understand the point you're making because, like, it's a show that because of its connections, because its affiliation with the, the the SNL universe or whatever, and it's the ability to kind of like draw on. Okay, we can get any notable person, no problem, and just insert it into our storyline, and it, it it'll be fine because because we have that just ability. We have that network of money, and it's kind of it's a crutch in a way. Um, and like th- there are a lot of jokes in that show that I like a lot, but. I think you you take away some of those big people, and uh, I think you kind of have like a a skeleton of a show. I I I understand kind of what you're getting at. Yeah. I think we lost souls, but Massey, do you have anything? Um, nothing. I nothing I can really think of. I mean. There are shows that I don't know why that I <clears throat> get hooked on watching, but I wouldn't say that it's like for continuity reasons or anything like that. Like for whatever reason, uh, you guys ever watched that show? I think it's on USA. Uh, suits. I know suits. I've never watched it, but I know suits. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were gonna say burn notice, and I'm gonna be like, Kyle's gonna be pissed. <laughs> right. Now, burn notice. I at least know why I like watching that. It's it's entertaining. It's, it's not great, but it's entertaining. Um, no, Suits is just... There's no reason why I should like it. But, like, in small little snippets, I do. Um, I don't like most of the characters. I, I, I really don't know why I've found myself watching some episodes, but it's one of those things that the more that I watch, it's like, I, uh, I guess. That Meghan Markle. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, more so, um, whatever the girl's name that plays Donna is. Don't care for that. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That got me good. That got me good. Um Yeah, I can't really think of anything that I watch that I don't know why I enjoy it or have issues with for the most part. I don't watch a whole lot of sitcoms or anything like that. Um or even really TV shows in general. If I get to a point where I stop or start not liking it, I just stop watching it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up. Mass, sorry that uh, sorry that we couldn't get you for the whole show. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah, a little bit, but thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry I was late. Always next week. Always next week. Always next week. Uh. Any closing remarks? Anybody have anything they want to say? Yeah, no. Right. Watch some of that tentacle video. So, 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 we were playing disc golf, and I was just like, man, that disc skips like a dick. And Mark's like, I've got to be honest, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I don't really know, but all right. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, Mark Sheen, where can they find us? Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's zoning out on us on the, the, the podcast souls. Or, you know, stealing all your friends' ideas, reader. I uh, I don't Like, that. comment, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Kendall stole our ideas. Unbelievable. Oh, and Matt, Matt you missed, uh, we did chat trivia, and Kendall got three consecutive train questions. And they were pretty easy ones. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think it was more math than anything. He was, it wasn't math. It was giving a number. That's not math. Saying a number isn't math. I fell asleep. Was that Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. And uh, anyway, catch us next week with another great episodic version of Getting Sports with Junk. But until <laughs> I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Dishwasher safe. Oh, It's sleepy. And the Red of Red Baron, who had Molson's Canadian, by the way. It was very tasty. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, 5% ABV. Uh, big shout out to the Riddler. And um, very underutilized beer. I was Definitely. really hoping muted. I was really hoping if, I, if we were fast enough, we were going to get through. I was going to see if we could get Kendall catch him off guard. Uh, tasty beer. Uh, very underrated. Uh, should have it a lot more. Uh, Red of a Red Baron, Matt Frozen Pizza, this, that, and the other. Yeah.
Yeah.